Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yellen. According to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, there will be more than 2 million new cases of breast cancer in the next year. And not all of them will be women. Some men even get it, but the vast majority are women. It is the most frequently diagnosed cancer among women in 140 of 184 countries worldwide. Today, we're going to talk to Lynn Ross of British Columbia, Canada, who was diagnosed with breast cancer in November of 2017 and 15 months later was cancer-free. Lynn, great of you to tell your story. We appreciate it. Thank you. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Corey. Good morning. Before we get into the details of your case, what has your journey been like for you? Well, the journey has been very interesting because... It has been both my husband and I kind of dove right into this, and we've learned an awful lot. So as frightening as it was to start with, we've learned so much, and we've tried to share as much as we can with with others. That's great. Now, take us back to November of 2017. Prior to being diagnosed with breast cancer, were there any physical signs that were troubling you? Actually, no. Um, I didn't have any indication at all, actually. And I'd had a mammogram in September of that year. And then they asked me to go back for a second one. I didn't have any discomfort. Um, I hadn't really had any idea that there was anything wrong at all. When they asked you to go back for a second one, did it uh, indicate to you that maybe there's something there? Well, yes, of course, you get a little nervous. And then when they tell you that they want to do a, a biopsy, then then your mind starts kind of spinning. And it's it's kind of scary. Take us back to the day that you went to the doctor and he indicated to you, he or she indicated to you that you were, you had breast cancer. Well, I think, I think there's shock initially and disbelief um, and, and fear because I think to many people, the word cancer um, is a very frightening thing. And it, it, it can be, it can mean great illness. It can mean death to some. So it's it's a pretty frightening thing. And both my my husband and I were just in in shock. I think. Yeah, I always like to ask that question because everyone that uh, we've asked about having cancer and what was it like when the doctor told you you had cancer. They say exactly what you did. There's shock, fear, it's frightening, their mind is spinning, the doctor could be talking, but they're, you know, you're not listening because your mind is racing. Was it that kind of feeling? It is, it was, because then you're thinking, oh my God, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, and it, it truly is frightening, and 
you know, there were some tears and, and some, oh my God, what do we do? Um, yeah. Lynn, was this a hormone driven cancer? Actually, it was both. Um, one side was hormone and the other side was, I'm, I'm not sure the way it's, it's described. Triple negative? Yeah, it was, it was both types. So different See, on each side. Yeah. So you were doing the full meal deal there. Yeah. Yeah. But, we've had, uh, I've run across several women that have had both types. It's you know, pretty crazy. Well, the funny thing, I was originally diagnosed in November, just on the left side. And it was only after I'd been to the surgeon and she requested an MRI. And then it came back to say that, uh-oh, I think there's something suspicious in the right side as well. So that was kind of like a double whammy, literally. Wow. So when you saw the surgeon, um, does this mean that you had a mastectomy then or you were just looking into it or what? Well... Well, the funny thing, when I got the diagnosis, I was immediately referred to the surgeon. So we went and had a conversation, and I was basically given two options. So the first option was, and this was just uh, when I had found out it was just one side, they had said I could either do a lumpectomy followed by radiation or a mastectomy with reconstructive surgery. So those were my two choices. And they, they weren't great choices in my mind. And then when I was diagnosed having both sides, then the choice changed to double mastectomy. And from there, I was then sent to uh, a plastic surgeon and sat down to look through books and see about what reconstruction looked like. And it, it, it was actually terrifying. It really, really was. Yeah, I can't imagine that that's a pleasant experience. No, no. Yeah. So, so we, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, we, uh, we talked about the options. And, and at that time, I have to say, uh, we, we didn't know what else to do other than what we were being told. So we kind of went along with the game plan. Um, I was scheduled to have surgery on January 30th of 2018. But in the meantime, we just, we felt there was, there was a better way. So we started doing all kinds of research and um, we had a, a very dear friend of ours who had been sending my husband all kinds of information about cannabinoids and studies. And um, he'd been sending this before I'd been diagnosed. And, you know, we were kind of politely reading it and think this is very interesting. And then all of a sudden, this information just became crucial. So we both started doing uh, all kinds of research. Um, Paul was doing stuff online. We were watching videos. We were talking to people. And we were trying to get as much information as we could so that we could make an informed decision. Boy, you've got to thank your friend, don't you? Oh, we thank him every day. Um, 
I I don't think we would have maybe chosen that path if, if he hadn't been sending all that information. Yeah, it's a real eye-opener once you get that information because um, doctors, very few doctors know about it, and it really has been over the last 70, 80 years been hidden from the public. And there have been new discoveries uh, in the 90s as a result of the endocannabinoid system. And it is an eye-opener when you hear other people, like Corey, who was supposed to be dead eight years ago, alive today. And she tells the story about how taking cannabis oil really um, infused her system with, I guess, Corey, could I say life force? Sure, you could say life force. <laughs> but would you agree with me when I said I that? I would agree, yeah. It, uh, you know, uh, and I've said this before, when I first started on oil, I had people, friends walk right by me that didn't even recognize me because there was that big a change within a couple of weeks. So, Lynn, when you, when you went through this, when you notified the surgeon that you were not going ahead with surgery, what was the surgeon's response? Well, um, she basically said we were playing with fire and or playing Russian roulette. Her words were something to that. And uh, <clears throat> our doctor, our GP actually, who is absolutely amazing, he's in Victoria, and we told him of our decision to cancel the surgery. And he, he didn't know quite what to think, but we, we told him that we were going to take a, a different route. And uh, he actually went, went along with us. And we asked him if he would support us and help, help us monitor our choice. And he did. And I give him yeah. great credit because not many doctors will do that. And uh, we told him I wanted to start doing uh, the oil and he agreed to do a prescription for me so I could start getting oil. And, and that's kind of unusual because a lot we've heard of doctors who basically say, no, I, I won't have anything to do with that. But our doctor was right there alongside us the entire way and was extremely supportive. Nice. Lynn, tell me about, uh, you said on January 24th, you received, quote, tar from a friend. Can you explain that to listeners? Yes, we um, had been doing all kinds of research and watching videos. We watched the Rick Simpson story. Uh, we'd, we knew about Phoenix Tears. Um, and so this friend of ours happened by, knew a little bit about what was happening with me. And he unfortunately had a, a partner who had died of cancer. And at the end of it, she had been taking some tar and he had some leftover. So he came over and brought it to me. And um, so I, at that point, I was taking the oil and started taking some of the tar as well. Okay, so can you explain this a little clear, more clear, Lynn, for people who are listening? So you're talking about taking oil and then taking tar as well. So what exactly were you, was it that you were taking, please? Um, the oil that I originally started with, I was ordering from Tilray. Oh. 
at that point, I didn't know of any other sources. And so I think, um, not that maybe it was the best choice at that time, but it helped build up a bit of tolerance. Okay, so So was it basically a tincture that they gave you? um, It it was uh, in a dropper. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and 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 I, I didn't have any kind of guide of, what to take or how much to take. What to take, um, yeah. So, and then you got on the actual cannabis oil that you're referring to as tar. Yes. 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 Okay. So just for any listeners out there that are living in Canada, please be aware that any of these government places do not carry anything strong enough to battle an aggressive cancer. So please be aware of that. Reach out to myself or somebody else if you need help in finding what you really need. Lynn, what was uh, your reaction to taking the cannabis oil, the, the tar? Well, when, when I um, actually got, when I say the full-fledged stuff, which is how I got it through Corey, um, when I started taking the tar, it, it was very, very strong. And I had been instructed to take a very tiny amount, which I did. But when you're not used to this, kind of um, medication in my my books um, it, I, I remember sitting on the couch and it took a while to kind of kick in and then all of a sudden I turned and I looked at my husband and I just started laughing and <laughs> he's, he's looking at me and, and he's like what are you laughing at but I couldn't answer him because I was laughing so hard and then he started laughing and I was laughing so hard he had to help me up the stairs. So that was the uh, the side effect of this, and which isn't a bad one. Um, but it, it took a while for me to build up some tolerance. And I, I tried to take it just before going to bed. Lynn, were you on high THC or were you on a one-to-one ratio? When I was taking the oil, I was doing the the one to one, but but the tar, I mean that that was the strongest stuff I'd ever taken. Mm-hmm. Corey, explain to listeners what you mean by one to one ratio. One part THC to one part CBD. So generally, with hormone driven breast, you want to go a one to one ratio but with triple negative you want to go high THC so you know I I think I recall a bit of a dilemma there about what we exactly we were going to use. Lynn you started taking the tar January 24th and just about a month later you went in for an MRI what did the MRI show? Um, That showed shrinkage so um I want to say, I think I was reading the reports last night, one of the tumors was showing 21 millimeters, and I think it then went down to 9.3 millimeters. That is quite remarkable in only one month. Yeah, yeah. So it was doing its thing, and our doctor... Um, we had asked him if we could schedule regular MRIs. And initially he said, sure, I can do one for you. And after that, you may have to pay for it. And we did, at that point, we didn't care. 
um, we would have done whatever we needed to do. But as it turned out, he managed to schedule MRIs fairly regularly for me and at no cost, which was wonderful. Great. To have Great. the tumor shrink that much, you must have been uh, very, very encouraged that uh, what you were doing was the correct thing. Oh, it was, it was just the most exciting thing. And the other thing that was part of my regiment as well, because again, we'd done a lot of research and I felt that diet was very important. So I completely changed to vegan, um, cut out all meat and all dairy. And uh, I think that had a bearing as well. And also we're very active people. So we were exercise was part of it. Um, doing a lot of playing pickleball, walking, um, you know, and mental health as well. I just decided that that's it. I'm I'm going to kick this. So that's all part of it as well. Yeah, that's well, great. Sorry, Corey. It's, uh, it's Corey has mentioned, and both of us have mentioned on this program a number of times. It's an holistic approach to kicking cancer. Besides the oil, you have to you have to have a pretty clean diet. Uh, well, I I think that's if you're trying to make your body fight this, because the whole point is, and a lot of people don't realize we have an endocannabinoid system within us, and it's our body that fights it. It's not some magic pill. Um, we just have to give our body the right tools to fight the germs. And that's, that's what I did. And you're building up your immune system because if your immune system is compromised, then you can't fight this off. Yeah, it's very well put. Now, you said uh, in the notes that you sent to us that uh, after taking the, the tar, the cannabis oil, you started to get sick. Take us through that. Well, when I got onto the, the tar, um, I actually was, uh, the first time I took the, the really heavy, heavy duty type, I was actually violently ill. And w we weren't sure if it was well, because of what I was taking, if there was something wrong with it, or if it was just my system couldn't handle it. Um, that became a whole other issue that we didn't find out about until months later, but I ended up having major gallbladder issues. And that, I think the tar may have irritated that situation. Now, has the gallbladder issue resolved itself? Well, it did. <clears throat> and uh, that took up until December of that year um, I would have these attacks that would come out of nowhere where I'd just be violently ill. Um, I had several trips to emergency. Um, I ended up having my gallbladder removed and then had complications after that. So <laughs> that, that was going on in the background. Um, we had a trip to France, a family reunion, that we had planned in July. And Paul said, well, do you think we should cancel it? And I was like, wow, I, I really don't want to. I may have never been to France. We were going to Italy. 
And I ended up having an attack on the plane um, just before arriving in France. And we ended up turning around and coming back the next day. Oh, no. Yeah, it was it was not fun. So I, I had this all going on at the same time. I was working full time as well. Um, so there was a lot going on. Wow. Now, were you taking the oil three times a day? Um, I was taking, I think, the oil in the morning and at night and taking the tar as well. Okay, with the oil, you're talking about that tincture from Tilray. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because that's not oil. No. Oh, okay. I, I call it oil. Okay, yeah. So I, I just saw this not confusing for the listener, too. So. Right. What would you call it, Corey? I call it a tincture. Yeah. It's not straight oil. It's mixed with something. Yeah. Okay. Lynn, your gallbladder attacks, what... Tell us what those are like and give us some idea of what you're referring to when you say uh, an attack. Um, I would start to sometimes get a headache um, and just feel very, very ill. Um, sometimes it would result in uh, excessive vomiting um, to the pain, abdominal pain that was just excruciating. Um I remember the first time I had uh, an attack and Paul kept asking me what was wrong and I couldn't talk to him because the pain was so bad and I just, I couldn't even speak. And wow. that goes on, oh, can go on for like half an hour or it can go on for hours and it's exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't sound like fun, that's for sure. No, so I how... Go ahead, How Corey. long from the from the time you started on oil, the tar as you call it, to uh, when you got the all clear? Um, I would say it was probably well, it was fifteen months total, but I would say from the tar maybe about twelve months. Okay, and so to be clear for everybody, you you had no surgery, you had no chemo, you had no radiation. None. Absolutely none. And we, we'd had experience with a family member who had done the medical protocol, um, having been diagnosed with breast cancer as well. And, right. and she did the recommended mastectomy. She did the chemo and died a horrible, horrible death. Mm. And, and here you are. No treatment and completely kicked it. Absolutely. And, and there was no, no pain, no suffering, no, no side effects except, except for laughing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that really sucks. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. It's just, it was the best thing ever. So, I mean, people were concerned that I, I was in distress and I, I think I was more in mental distress than anything at the beginning. Yes. But um, the fact that uh, I, I just decided that this was going to work. And um, one of the things, too, the surgeon, it's funny because we went back to see her in May because of all these issues I was having with the gallbladder, which at that point they hadn't diagnosed it as that. 
And we went to see her and she asked me how I was. And she meant referring to the breast cancer. And I, we said, well, you know, things are working and there's been shrinkage in the tumors. And she kind of looked at us puzzled and we said, well, you were sent a copy of the report. And she said, oh, I, I, I didn't see it. So she left the office to go and read the report that was sent to her in February. She'd never read it. And she came back in the office and she said, I have never seen any like anything like this before. She wow. said, this is absolutely amazing. She said, I need to know what you're doing. And so I, I did send her some sort of point form of what my protocol had been. Um, we never heard from her after that. And she would have got the follow-up MRI showing that it was completely clear, but never heard a thing. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you did impacted her bottom line. Yeah, I, I think that may have been it. I mean, she's, she really truly seemed very happy at the time we were there, but there was no follow-up. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's astounding that the medical profession, for the most part, knows nothing about cannabinoids. Um, they don't talk about diet. They don't talk about um, how to make yourself healthy. And I think the problem is um, a lot of people think there's a magic pill. And the magic pill is to do your research and help yourself. There is no magic pill. That's very yeah. true. That's, uh, well, said, that, that's well said. Excellent point. Lynn, your husband, Paul, he must have been a great support throughout this for you. Paul was absolutely amazing. He was there with me the entire way. Um, he was the one that was, was doing so much of the research. Uh, when I started to go vegan, and I, I certainly wasn't going to insist that he did that as well, but he said, no, I'm in this with you. And for at least the first six months or more, he did vegan. He, he started researching recipes because I was working full time then. And I'd come home and he'd have a, a, a new recipe prepared. And he went along with it um, completely. I mean, he was, he was my biggest support system. And I, I thank goodness for him every day. Nah. Gee, you know, Lynn, I think you've got someone who loves you. I do. I do. No, oh, that's fantastic. Now, has he ever tried uh, the, the cannabis oil, the tar? Well, <laughs> yes, he did. It's funny because that, that one time where I, I started taking the, the tar and I was so sick, he thought there was something wrong with it. So he said, no, nope, you're not going to take it again until I try it. So... <laughs> He tried a bit of it, and he was absolutely stoned for about six hours. He was just a mess. It was it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided no, that it, it wasn't a result of the tar. But uh, yeah, he he tried it. 
Lynn, in talking to you, I think it's very instructive for people, uh, and you've mentioned this throughout uh, our interview here, that people have to do their own research. They have to find out that there are alternatives to the current allopathic medical system, and uh, doctors are there, I don't want to say not to help people, they're there to use conventional medicine and that's all they've been taught. But if more people did more research on the medical benefits of cannabis, uh, I don't think we would see as many people succumbing to these various ailments that people have. And uh, you are a perfect example. No radiation, no chemotherapy, you refused a double mastectomy, and you went out on your own, and I think uh, you're, it's really a testament to your desire to have a healthy body and a healthy mind, and I congratulate you for that. I think it's fantastic. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, good on you, Lynn. Yeah, I just I want to say to people out there, there's um, quite often when you talk to people about cannabis, they just have the, the impression that you smoke and you get high. And that is the wrong thing to think about cannabis. I mean, this cannabis has been around for thousands of years. And, you know, we found that it used to be in things like cough syrup and, and all these old kind of medicines that they used to have. But it got outlawed wrongly um, because of companies that wanted to make products and uh, it all boils down to greed and power and they've, they've taken away our right to use something that is natural. Yeah, very well said. Lynn, it was a pleasure to meet you and talk to you, even though we, because of COVID, we can't meet. We just have to uh, wear a mask and... <laughs> and be anonymous but it's uh, it's great to hear that you are well you're doing well and you're still taking you're still taking uh, cannabis oil right i do i do i take it as a maintenance and i also want to point out that Corey is the most amazing person on the planet and i've referred her to many people and stress that you need to you need to be your own doctor in a sense and i thank you corey every day for your advice and and your direction oh thank you yeah she is amazing lynn pleasure to talk to you thanks very much for doing this thank you ian thank you corey yeah thank you lynn uh great job thanks for sharing Lynn had an amazing story, and I want to give a shout-out to listeners who would like to tell their story. If it's an inspiration to other people, and it can help someone who's in dire straits and doesn't know about uh, cannabis oil, to uh, give us a call. If you want to tell your story, send an email to us at, uh, go on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And you can send an email to us and uh, with a short synopsis of, of your situation. And uh, 
that you'd like to do an interview, we will interview you because uh, sometimes it gets difficult to find people who are willing to tell their story. And uh, we'd be more than happy to talk to you. And a big shout out to Ron Zahar for donating his studio time to us. We couldn't do this without Ron. And also a shout out to Mark in Belgium who posts our podcasts on um, YouTube. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just punch the little subscribe button and you're there. And if you'd like to donate to Cannabis Health Radio, we'd greatly appreciate it. You can make a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Just go to our website, a little flag will come up, and uh, you can donate there. And we thank you so much for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. We appreciate it. And if you'd like to share it with your platforms, your various um, um, media platforms, We'd greatly appreciate that as well. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.